All right, we are accepting calls this hour from time travelers only. If you have traveled in time or you are presently a traveler to this time, then we want to hear from you. Otherwise, the phone lines are closed, but for that group, they are certainly open. Uh, with that in mind, uh, top of the morning to you on the wild card line. You are on the air. Hello. Hello. What's going on? It is the Infinite Fringe. How's everybody doing? Billy Ray Valentine. Billy the Kid. What's going on? Thank you for coming back week after week after week. I appreciate you. We got a very special guest here with us today, ladies and gents. I was just talking to him off air for a bit, and I was telling him how I saw him perform live one time, you know, and he was telling me about guitar groupings. I didn't know they exist, but apparently they do. Mr. Gareth Ike is here with us today, returning to the Infinite Fringe, ladies and gents. Mighty return on top of the mountain. What's up, Gareth? How you doing? Welcome back. All good, mate. Thanks a lot, man. Thanks for having me. I'm all good. Surviving the madhouse. The madhouse. The madhouse. I was saying to you off air, we've, we've imported the drag queen story hours from you guys. How do you feel? Uh, we're, we're, you know, it's, 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 it's a gift from us to you. Wow, it's it's, a, it's about <laughs> as much of a gift as as um, obesity that we had we had off you a few years ago. Um, it's just madness, mate. Like, I've got one simple question, really, um, before I make a judgment, um, which is, what is it about kids that makes you want to wave your ass in the face? Um, I don't get it, bro. I don't um, get it. I don't understand. Um, th that being said, how prevalent is it over there? Like, how, how much of a thing is it over there? It's growing. It's growing. But so is the protest movement against it, because right. most parents with the right mind are like, why why drag queens right. like why why are drag queens re reading stories to kids it's weird and and the thing is as well because they're not just reading like a regular story um they're reading stories that you know go into uh gender ideology and all this kind of nonsense right, right, right. it's just it's just bizarre but there is there is quite a um quite a resistance to it thankfully well you um, know, I, I think it's like um a war against reality in a lot of ways like i, I and and I don't judge, man. Like you want to do what you want to do, go ahead and do it, right? Like I mean, it, that's between you and the Lord. You know, well, you can do what you like. Just keep away from the kids. Right? If you're not hurting anyone, go, yeah, go totally. Ahead. You know, go ahead and you know you only live one life. If you feel like you want to do these things, go ahead and do these things. But but um, don't. I, this is such a difficult subject, right? Like don't 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 impose on the kids, and and don't impose on my reality. Don't tell me that you're not a woman and you're not a man. Like, I mean, come on. Like at this point it's just getting ridiculous, you know? That's so, the point. Just right. live. I'm the same as you, Billy. Like you do you, hun. Just live your best life, mate. Right. Just, you know, just leave the kids alone for a start. They're completely off, off limits. Right. And don't force what you want to do on other people. Right. You know, you can believe what you like, but I don't have to believe it as right. well. Like I don't have to go along with it. Um, if you want to believe two and two equals five, that's fine. It doesn't bother me. Like, go for it. But don't penalize me for writing four right. on, the, on the test sheet. You know? <laughs> after, after we've been taught to write four for years and years and years and years. So it, it's, it's, it's just um, amazing how – and this is – this is kind of reflective of how easily the human mind is colonized, man. When you can tell a human – that there are more than two genders. You can tell them, hey, there's a, a, a more than just male and female. Well, what do you mean? You know, like, yeah. you know, and, and, and people accept it and argue on behalf of it. And these are and, and, and a lot of these people are well-meaning people that want to in, include everything, but they're just wrong. Yeah. You know, the thing and, is that the people right. that believe it, Billy, are, are, are a real tiny 
tiny minority. I agree. I agree. The absolute majority of people think it's nonsense. But mm -hmm. the problem is, is, is actually the majority of that majority are too frightened to say it. Yeah. Because they'll lose their job or, or right. they'll get the police turn up at their door if they say something online. Um, you know, I, mean, I saw something recently where, they, you know, there's conversation about Russia being, you know, it's such an authoritarian regime and all this sort of stuff. And I'm sure parts of it absolutely are. But there was something like 400 arrests for things written on the Internet in Russia. I think it was last year. And there's about four and a half thousand in England. Mm. And you think of the size of Russia compared to the size of England. It's like we have this idea that we live in this free society. It's absolute nonsense. Yeah. Um, and so people don't say stuff. And I found it like during COVID, I found it during like this Ukraine stuff and climate change, a lot of it, where people that I went to school with will private message me going, oh, mate, I'm with you 100%, but I can't mm. say it. I can't say it. If I say it, like I'll lose my job or, or you know, my wife will be in my ear or my mother-in-law or whatever. You know, everyone's got this reason to be frightened to say what they think. Yeah. But that leads down a dark, dark path. Of course. And we're going to find that out the hard way, Gary. You know, that, that that's yeah, the well. only way we learn because, um, yeah, it, it leads down because it's tough to come out and say it in the first place. So you feel like saying it, you know, and expressing it is the dark path. Right. Because it's like, oh, my God, I'm getting so much blowback. But there's a light at the end of that tunnel. hundred percent. No light at the end of the other tunnel, brother. It's just dark. Right. Like, that, yeah. that's just where it takes you. What's up? There's also no forgiveness from I mean, I don't believe, you know, like the left, right paradigm. They're both cheeks are the same ass for me. But right. right, right. I don't believe in politics, but if you're going to call it a side, it tends to be coming from the left, more of the woke ideology at the minute. And it's like, there's no forgiveness from them. Mm -hmm. So if I have an opinion and they come at me, then I've got two choices. One is I'll go, well, no, that's the truth. And that's what I believe. So I'm going to stand by it and let the chips fall where they may. In which case, nine times out of 10, you'll win that battle. If you run at them, you'll win. Mm -hmm. Because they're like a wet cake when you get to when you get into the battle. Because because they don't have an argument because what they're saying is nonsense. Right. Women don't have penises. There's no there's no argument to win. There. Are you sure? You know. Well, <laughs> yeah. After a couple of beers, you never know. But but yeah. but if you applicate it and you apologize, you know, oh, I'm sorry, I didn't mean to cause offense. You know, oh, I will try harder. I will do this and do that, in the hope that they will then forgive you and welcome you back into the club. They won't. They won't. They will eat you alive because you've shown weakness. Right. There's no forgiveness. I, I, there's no point going for it. I I, I got you. I, one, I, I botched what I'm about to tell you right now. One time, I think on either here on or on America Unplugged, I completely botched it. But I'm gonna try it again, right? Because it's a good example, right? So it's like um uh what is it? Three people are in an apartment. One of them happens to be a a, a woman that thinks she's a man. Right. And she says she's a man. She associates as a man. The whole thing burns down. Everybody's burnt down to a crisp. Can't be recognized only by DNA. The DNA is going to come up that this man is an, a woman. You know, it, it, it's going to be a female. Right. Like, I mean, that that's undeniable when it comes down to the genetics of it. Yeah. Why? Why isn't that evident in people's minds? I don't understand. And I think I, I and this is my conspiratorial mind going. Gareth, I, I think it's it's um, mass mind control. <laughs> I don't know how else to explain it. If someone else can give me something, and and like you said, it's not it's not even mass mind control in in regards to this issue, but it but it has taken hold, and um, and a very small minority has a very vocal. Uh, oh, yeah. part of it right a very and they have the microphones mate yes they have the they have the column inches and the microphones and the problem is because they're, they're and this is the reason they're going for the kids they're indoctrinated the kids because the kids are the adults of tomorrow right so when those kids at school now become the teachers then it's just it's just an ever going ever you know going cycle in in, right. in, in the sense of just they teach the lies they were taught and then they teach the lies they were taught and it just continues on and then you've just got those older generations that get older and older and die off, yeah. which are the only ones that are going, hey, guys, like, what are you on about? Right. Um, and, you know, there's been a bit of a war, certainly in this country, between old and young that, that the media completely stoked. And it was during Brexit. So what you had was you had young people that were conditioned to believe or told by the media that anyone that wanted to leave the EU was a racist and Islamophobe and don't want foreigners coming over here and whatever. Um and so they, you know, being young and full of optimism for the future and, you know, utopia where we all live together and everything's great, they turned on the old people. And so it became this kind of battle between old people. The old, the, the old people ruined my future by voting out of the EU. Yeah. 
And actually, you look at it in the sense of actually, I'm, I'm in the middle of those two things, really, in terms of age. And you look at it and you go like, OK, so what I've got here is I've got an older generation that remembers what Britain was like before the EU, before yeah. 1974. So they remember it, what it was like before we went in. So they've got a barometer. They can say, well, this is what it was like before. This is what it was like after. I can make an educated choice on whether I want this one or that one, basically. Whereas the younger generation don't have that. So actually, they're coming from a totally different viewpoint. And so I was looking at it going, well, you've got all these older generations that at their first attempt, get the hell out of the EU, get the hell out of the EU. I'm looking at it going, well, that's coming from a, from a place of knowledge and right. experience. And, right. and, and it's nothing to do with racism. And it's funny because at the time I was raising quite a lot of money for, for Palestinian charities, um, all my record sales, all money at gigs. And then I you know have a bucket on uh, gigs and stuff like that um to raise money because you had the the gaza onslaught of 2014 the same again in 2016 and that's yeah. when the brexit vote was so you know i just was doing that and someone that i, I kind of ish knew he was like anyone that voted for brexit is an islamophobe right so i replied to him i was like you've been serious i was like <laughs> i voted for brexit i voted to leave the eu right um i said am i a, am i islamophobe then and i thought to myself like he knows obviously who i am what i do so he's going to come back and go well obviously not mate and then there's a dialogue then Right. And he came back going, well, if you voted to leave, yeah, you are. I'm like, ooh, man, I'm the, I'm, I've literally, I think it was about 15 grand I'd raised at that point, 15,000 pounds. It's like, I'm literally the worst Islamophobe ever. Wow. Like, it's just extraordinary. But that was the mindset. It was this tribalistic kind of bang. And you can see it on the trans debate. You can see it on Donald Trump. You had your version of Brexit. It was Donald Trump. Split the country. Bang. Because right, right. from my experience, I mean, I don't like the guy. I don't like any of them. They're all the same to me, but you would very, very, very I mean, correct me if I'm wrong, Billy, but from, from my perception from over here, there was very few people that would go, Donald Trump, I don't know, he's right, I suppose. It was either Donald Trump is the oh, savior yeah. or right. Donald Trump's a bastard. It was like, yeah. there wasn't that middle, was there? Right. Um, and it was very much the same with Brexit. You very rarely met someone that went, I don't really have an opinion of it, mate. It was either get out or stay in. Um, and that's, you know, I think what they want is to divide constantly um and it's working that's the most frustrating thing it's working yeah it's it's working and and both of those things donald trump and brexit have ties to cambridge analytica and and that's that's where i feel the mind control is coming in man you know and, and it's not um exclusive to the to that uh to that entity which no longer exists quote unquote um <laughs> but but um, it's it's also it's it's always important to note that that both of those very divisive, very um, uh, surprising in a way, that Donald Trump getting elected was a surprise to many, and I think I think Brexit was a surprise to a lot of people. You know, like it, I I remember waking up and hearing the news, and I was shocked. I was like, "Whoa, that really happened!" I thought it was a good thing. Yeah. You know, I but thought it was a good, thing, a good I was, thing. I was like, my God, it happened. Like, I didn't think it was going to. No. Now, with Donald Trump, it was completely different. I, I I stayed up and watched the entire thing. When he got elected, I laughed literally for about 15 minutes. I, I didn't understand what was going on. And I was like, OK, we're in for it now. Like, because and we were, you know, so I mean, uh, regardless, it's it's it comes from well, at least uh some of it comes from the same place, the same people, the same manipulators. I don't know why, but the, it's, yeah. it's being it's being very it's being it's very it's very divisive. Like like you they mentioned. play both sides as well. That's the oh, whole yeah. point, isn't it? I mean, yeah. you guys, it was extraordinary. Imagine having a choice between Trump and Hillary. Oh, wow. God. Wow. Do you want AIDS <laughs> or cancer? Do you want a punch <laughs> or a slap? What do you want? <laughs> right. It was it was the worst possible thing. And then they gave us Trump and Biden. That is that, no better than that, right? Like, I mean, and and, and what are, what's going to happen in twenty twenty four? Well, that's Trump the thing, isn't it? It's just more chaos, right? And I, part of me thinks it's all by design. Well, I, I think everything's by design, but part of me thinks the chaos is by design in the sense that actually people will completely lose faith with politics, which on on its one hand is a good thing because it mm -hmm. is all nonsense. Um, but then on the other hand, I, I don't think that they will try and reform politics. See, for me, you could reform politics quite easily. Right. You, you, to make a start, you go, right, okay, there's a contract between the person 
that is running for office and the people. So if I'm going to run for president of the United States and I've got all this money behind me, this is what I'm going to tell you, the American people, what I'm going to do in my first four years in office. That's it. Or say my first two years in office, then this is what I'm going to do. And you go, do you know what, mate, that sounds great. That will really help out with jobs and, you know, stopping foreign war. And yeah, yeah, yeah cool. We'll vote for this dude. If I come in, I don't have to do any of those things. Right. Any of those things, not a single one. Well, that's just a joke. Right. So if you start off with a contract, right? Okay, right. I, I have a contract now with the American people. I have to deliver these things or at least be on the way to delivering these things. After a year, if I haven't done X, Y, and Z, see ya. Off you go, son. Bye-bye. Right. You're gone. That would make a difference for a start. Um, but at the moment, I can say what I want to get on. I can be like Oprah Winfrey. Everyone have free money. And then as soon as I get in, I don't have to do anything. I just put right. my hands back in my pockets. Right. And they, they did that in Australia when... Um, a few years ago when the whole kind of carbon credits and all this kind of net zero nonsense that they're still pushing now, but when it was really, they, the farmers were struggling and someone got elected. I can't remember the name now. They got elected off the back of a campaign of we will abolish all this climate change nonsense. And everyone went, Oh mate, amazing. And they elected them. And as soon as they got in, they just pushed the climate change agenda. Yeah. And you just think at what point is, is there going to be a change? But I don't think they'll do that. I don't think they'll look to reform politics. I think what they'll do is go, right, politicians are liars. You can't trust them. The faith in politics is zero. No one cares about it anymore. So we'll abolish it. And then what we'll do is we'll have experts instead. So very much like a technocracy, Ooh, which is what COVID was. Right. That's what COVID was. Like, you know, Trump and Biden and uh, Boris Johnson, they weren't making any decisions throughout covid everything came from the world health organization right. and came down from them into each other's um you know so for you it was fauci for us it was witty um and hancock it came through those those people those scientific advisors or those medical officers right. that were all connected to the world health organization it had nothing to do with politicians absolute nonsense right. which is why all the countries did the same thing right they all locked down they all pushed masks and they all pushed jabs they all did exactly the same thing in different levels and at different times but they did the same thing. Yeah. Um, that's what I think they'll go for in the end. And that's not a good thing. Well, the technocrats have been trying to take over for some time now. You well, know, I mean, and, I mean, who and, the fuck is Bill Gates? <laughs> Isn't it? <laughs> there's this clip on, I wish I had it because you just said, who the fuck is Bill Gates? Like this, there's this clip on Instagram of this Hindu lady talking. And I don't know her name, man. I, I wish I just looked at it and I've seen it several times. It, it pops up on my feed, but I've never... I've never uh, committed the name to memory. And she's like, Bill Gates didn't create anything. He's like, he didn't make anything. And then she goes in on, on how he got to where he got. And, um, and it's fascinating, you know, because she's absolutely right. He didn't create your Xbox. He didn't do this, right? He didn't create Microsoft Word or anything like that. No. Um, you know, there's other people that were involved here. Bill Gates gets all the credit, but good Lord. Um, you know, he, he became the de facto leader of the country, you know, along with maybe the world, bro. Of the world, mate. Right. Of like, the world. Insanity. Insanity. Some dude, some just some regular guy that 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 happens to have billions of dollars or whatever gets people injected, you know, and gets to push that policy and then predict shit. He's like, yeah, this is what's going to happen. We're going to have a pandemic. And, and here's the solution. So he's 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 talking about the problem. You know, prob probably creating the problem. There's a lot of circumstantial evidence that will point in that direction. And then he provides the solution. It's, it's your dad's thing. Problem, reaction, solution. It's incredible what, 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 what uh, has gone down with Bill Gates. I want, you, I want your thoughts on that and the technocrats in, in general, because it's, it's, it's been a while. And it looks like that's what's taking over, right? The scientific. Uh, that's exactly it. Follow AI, the science. Like it's a, like it's a Follow the science like it's Jesus Christ. That's right. how it, that's how it was treated throughout right. all of this. It's like some some religious deity that you you need to you know everyone bow down to the science. Right. Um, and my I have a simple rule with science. I'll follow the science when the science can't be bought. Mm. Simple as that. Right. The whole thing, the whole climate science, the whole COVID science, the, all of it is is all bought and paid for. Right. With someone like Bill Gates, I, I would always say, okay. So instead of listening to what he says, look at what he does. This is a guy who pontificates about climate change and how the, the sea levels are rising. And if we don't sort it out by 2030, we're all going to die. Whilst, <laughs> whilst flying around the world on private jets and buying multi-million pound um, beachfront properties. Right. All right, mate. And this is also a guy who's saying how we need to eat bugs and X, Y, and Z. He comes to the UK and they 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 leak the menu from Downing Street and they're all chowing down on steak. Right, it's, right. It, 
it's Disgusting. all just nonsense. It's all absolute nonsense. And it just every time it makes me think of the Hunger Games. You know, Bill Gates is going to be the dude sat in the Capitol. Yeah. You know, and and yeah. and we're all out there in District whatever, District right. Twelve. You know what I mean? Trying and to survive. It, just bugs. trying to survive, eating bugs. Right. And, and they don't it. they don't give a damn. That's what they want to do. Like I remember, it was Obama that said once he was like, uh, "You guys don't need air conditioners," or something to that effect. And Meanwhile, he's riding around in a plane with, you know, like a, a yeah. private plane at that, right? With uh, all the air conditioning you want, probably, and, and and a bunch more, you know, to go with it. But we have to sweat. That's you know? the thing. And, but that's right. what he's saying. He's saying you don't need air conditioners. Right. Not he's, me. Not saying, he's not saying we don't need air conditioners. Right, you right, don't right. need them. You, you don't need them. It's very the same good. here. Like, it's all that climate change nonsense. You've got Sadiq Khan, um, who's the mayor of How London. that working out over there? Oh, Ooh, man, the guy's a demon. Khan. He's a demon. And um, so he's extending. Give a, of, give a little bit of background for the people here in the United States that may not know. Just, right. just so a he's, little bit. This, this guy is the mayor of London. Um, he's basically the Fuhrer of London. Oh, and and he <laughs> everything goes through him. And basically he's 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 extended these these um, ultra low emission zones. So now you can't afford to go to London. Like if you drove into London, you can't afford to to pay the congestion charge and the emission zones, which is just spreading and spreading and spreading, spreading further and further out into, into the outskirts of London. So people can't afford to to go to work, van drivers and stuff, because if you drive through and then you come back through, you're paying twice. It's, the whole thing is such a scam. Yet he's got a, a convoy of four by fours every time he goes anywhere because he's got small man syndrome. Mm -hmm. So he's and he, so he's got these de diesel convoy uh, right. four by fours flying around while, while everyone else is on eBay looking for roller skates so they can get to work <laughs> or whatever. Um <laughs> And Biden was the same when he went to visit Trudeau, who's who's another one of this woke climate change mob. They were flying around. What was it like seventy five vehicles or something? I saw yeah. a video of it, and you're like, "Are you having a laugh?" Right. Just it's <laughs> it's, it's it's beyond me that people can still support them and make excuses for it. You know. Right. Um, did, you, did you buy your roller skates? And if so, what what kind? I've got some roller skates actually, some roller blades. Yeah, I've got some old Bauer ones. Yeah. But no, I still drive around in my diesel car because, you know, fucker and all that. Right. <laughs> Good for you. No, I wanted to ask you, right, like, um, I, I want to get into um, into the COVID issue for, for, for a second with you guys over there and Matt Hancock. I do, I do want to talk about that. But, but before we go there, um, I want to get your thoughts on this whole, are you familiar with uh, what's going on with, with, uh, with China and, and the BRICS nations and uh, abandoning the dollar to a certain degree already, it's starting. I think Brazil and China decided to yeah. not deal in the dollar anymore. And, and they the just fall of empire, out. mate. Tell it's me about it. What's up? Fall of empire. If you, if you want to have a one world government, a one world army, a one world everything, um, you can't have a superpower because right. it doesn't fly because a superpower doesn't want to give up its power. Obviously, that's the whole point. And so for a long time, you've had, well, basically, I guess, Russia and America that have kind of sort of balanced each other out a bit geopolitically. And then obviously China's come in a bit more now, right. which has probably replaced Russia in that sense. But ultimately, they, they will all end up being destroyed in the end. Um, you know, they're trying to destroy Russia now massively. Um, they're, they're, you can see how America's just being completely destroyed yeah, under Biden. The guy's performing the funeral for, for the USA. <laughs> And and so then what happens is once you get people to that point of desperation, then then you offer, as you mentioned, you offer that solution. And that solution will be, you know, a one world government, a one world army. You know, if there's a one world army, there won't be any world wars anymore. Oh, mate, that sounds amazing. I don't want any more world wars. I'm terrified for my grandchildren's futures. Right. So people will agree to that. And what they don't realize is what the one world army will do is just pick off groups and pockets and nations and regions that don't agree with the one world government that's the yeah. whole point yeah. you have a one world currency which will which will be completely digital and the whole point of all this financial collapse is about that it's about getting people to agree to things um you will own nothing but you'll be happy right. uh, now i i, I you, that came out from the world economic forum and people were very much kind of like oh no, no, no chance that's not that won't fly and it's like mate if i come to you and i say do you know what you sign over your house to me you can still live in it but you sign it over to me. I'll own the rights, but you can still live in it. You tell that person to jog on. You'd be like, clear off, mate. It's my house. I bought it on your way. But then roll forward a couple of years and 
you know, you've lost your job. The bank has collapsed, which is which is you know lost your your uh, business a load of money. Lockdowns have destroyed small businesses. Right. The cost of living, energy prices, everything's gone through the roof. You can't afford to live anymore. You're late on your mortgage payments. They're about to repossess your house, and you are done. They're going to come and they'll take all your kids' toys and your car, the lot, because you you've defaulted on everything, which is happening every freaking day, by the right. way, in this country and yours, be fair, believe. And then that person comes back to you again and says, "I'll offer you again." You sign over your house to me. You can still live in it and you can still keep all this stuff, but I'll own it. What would you do? Realistically, you watch all this piling up around you. You're going to lose everything. Yeah. All right. Take it. That's fine. I can still live in it. Yeah. And so you will own nothing, but you'll be happy. Well, and my question is who owns everything then? Right. If somebody always owns it, always, somebody always owns it. Right. And it, it goes back to what you said you know, about Brexit that, you know, it's generational, right? It's, it's, uh, some people will not know the difference, right? Like people that are older than us or our age, more or less, you and I are more or less the same age. Um, you know, we, 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 I, I say that we are the last generation that have our feet in both sides. Oh, one in the old school and one in the new school. You know, we know what it was like to live without cell phones, right? And we know what it's like to live with them. You know, like it's, that's what we are. You know, we, we're the last. You've got a point of reference. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, in our right. generation, yeah. So um, that's how it's going to work with you'll own nothing and like it or you'll own nothing and love it, right? And, and it's, uh, I, I, always, I always try to give context because everybody always throws this at um, Klaus Schwab, right? And he, he never said it, right? It, it was this lady, uh, Ida Alkin, who said it uh, from the Danish parliament. She's in the World Economic Forum. And she wrote up a whole thing. Uh, the futures or something or other that she's on the futures committee or something of how shit should look moving yeah. forward. People and won't so earn things. You'll, you'll hire everything. Right. And, right. and actually you're totally right. I'd actually never actually put that together. The fact that the younger generations, they don't own anything. No. And so it's what they're used to. And yeah. you know, mm -hmm. nowadays, mm -hmm. I mean, even my generation, like, so I think back, most people I know that own their own houses are my age and above because a lot of the time their parents have died or their grandparents have died and they've got an inheritance. And right. so they've managed to use that inheritance to put down a deposit on a house or whatever. Younger generations. So take my wife, for instance, she's, she's 31. Her, her, um, her friendships, they don't own houses. None of them own houses. Right. They all, they all rent. And so that's what they're used to. Yeah. yeah, you're right, actually. So then they go, right. Okay. You'll own nothing. You'll be happy. My generation, you and above will go, I quite like owning my own stuff. Thanks. Right, right. Whereas the younger generation is like, yeah, all right. It don't make any difference to me. I've never owned anything anyway. Exactly. Cars on my right. cars on finance. My house is rented. My right. my yeah. my phone's on a contract. Didn't have to buy exactly. It out. There you go. And I was going to bring that up. It's it's it it's ha it happens incrementally and slowly, slowly. Like so, something as as basic as your phone, or something as I I put it something in, in personal terms. Right. It's it's music. I love music. I used to go to the store and buy CDs or buy LPs to have the physical ones, right? I used to make mixtapes. I have a ton of CDs in my closet. That's not a thing anymore. You stream yeah. it. Nobody owns it. You pay, you pay a subscription to be able to stream. Once you stop paying the subscription, you don't stream anymore because it, it doesn't belong to you. There is no physical thing you hold. Yeah. The music doesn't belong to you, right? The, even, even the software on the computers, you license, you're, you're licensing it in a, in a lot of ways, right? You don't necessarily own it. No, and no. that's how it's starting, you know? And, and uh, what, what Ida Alkin was saying is that, you know, um, when you need a car, you will order it. You don't have to own one. It'll just come. You know, when you need pots to make food, yes, these pots to make food. Pots will show up. You don't need to have them. And since um, nobody lives anywhere, you can just go live somewhere or go travel somewhere and your living space will become corporate headquarters for a meeting and they'll take it over and do that while you're gone. And then you come back when you come back. And that's what that's what it's going to be. And now they're talking yeah. about 15 minute cities. So this in a 15 minute city sounds like a freaking nightmare to me. But to generations ahead of me, it may not be a nightmare. It may just be the normal the normal this is the way it always is the new normal right, and the right. thing is for me i look at the 15 minute city which was a conspiracy theory five minutes ago and now all the <laughs> all the media bubbleheads are now saying it's a great idea oh, and yeah. it's funny because it was it was very much 
the similar as, to the COVID tyranny, where you had you'd be saying like this is what they're going to do, and you'd have people bobbleheads in the media going they'll never do that, you tinfoil hatted maniac, and then mm-hmm. pivot in to go and I don't see it's yeah, such a bad sure. idea really, yeah. and it's like and they're doing the same with the fifteen minute cities that didn't exist but now aren't such a bad idea, and it's the fact that okay, so what's the convenient the sales pitch is. You can have everything. You'll have access to everything you need within 15 minutes. Oh, that sounds pretty good. That's quite convenient. But then there's the flip where that then becomes you will have access to nothing beyond 15 minutes, which right. is exactly where it's meant to go. In terms of climate change, you just stay in your little bubble. You stay in District 12. That's where you belong, yeah, mate. Yeah. Um, and that's that's what they want. And there will be that flip. And you'll see it. You'll see it. And for me, I always use uh, in terms of the mobile phone as an example. If I say to you, right, however many years ago, do you know what? I'm going to put something on your device that has access to follow you around wherever you go. I will know exactly where you are at any point on the planet from this software that I've put on your phone. Right. You would, you'd probably go, no, thanks. That's creepy. Big brother, 1984, Orwellian right. shit. But then, so instead what I say to you, do you know what? But you're sick of getting lost, aren't you? Mm. I'll put a bit of software <laughs> on your phone, right? And right. use it as a map. Google Maps will call it. No matter where you go, you, you'll you know where you are and you can just click location, whatever, bang, and it will direct you. That's good, isn't it? And you'll go, mate, whew, lifesaver. I was going to get lost then. But what they've done is the same thing. Right. But they've they've had to put some hundreds and thousands and a bit of cream and a cherry on top. And and we've lapped it up. We've gone, that's great. Can't live without it now. Right. No, absolutely. And and, and this is the way they do it. So I, I, seem, I feel like this is inevitable, uh, um, Gareth. You tell me um, if I'm wrong. I want some hope if you ha- if you got it. Oh, I've got plenty of hope, mate. My my my, my issue is that mm-hmm. it's it's going to get worse before it gets better, and that's yeah. what I've always feared. You know, I right. think because at the end of the day, a lot of things that we do as human beings are on instinct. In the same way, you kind of know when you're being told the truth. And you kind of know when you're being lied to, to a certain degree. Obviously, Mm -hmm. people can be hoodwinked a bit. But generally, when you hear the truth, it just resonates differently. In the same way that if you go to a pub and you meet a guy for the first time and he tells you a story about something and then he goes off to the bar, you turn to your mate and go, that lad's full of shit. You don't even know that guy, but you know generally when someone's having you on. So I think fundamentally we have a certain way of, of living as human beings that is more familiar to us. It's more natural to us. It's our state that we should be in. And I think once we get pushed beyond that, which is, I think, the point we're at now, yeah. that in the end, it just won't. And people are already doing it. I don't feel quite right. It just doesn't. I don't know what's going on, but it just doesn't feel right to me. And, and, and what you need then is for people to then vocalize that and stand up. But that, mm-hmm. that then comes the issue. So what happens, what I fear will happen is that it will get a lot worse. It will get a lot worse and a lot worse. And then it will push people to the point where they have nothing. Um, because when you have nothing left to lose at that point, you stand up because you've got nothing left to lose. You know, you've got a a few soldiers coming towards you. Well, I'm going to run away then. I don't want to fight these handful of soldiers, but once you sit on the end of the grand Canyon and they're coming at you, well, right. I may as well run at them then because I'm dead anyway. And, and unfortunately that's what I think it will take. It will take people getting to absolute rock bottom. And that's what's so frustrating because it doesn't need to be that way. Like people can stand up now and, yeah. and fight back now from a much stronger position. Um, I think some people are. Yeah. Some people right. are, yeah. I mean, lockdown's a prime example. March 2020, we're shutting down your businesses. No, you're not. Right. It's done. It's finished. It's over. Yeah. But they didn't. People went, oh, okay, it's only three weeks. It's only three months. It's only three years. Yeah. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? It's, it was very frustrating. Um right. There was a few movements that, that they tried to get off the ground, one in Italy and one in Poland that got off the ground a bit. I think about 50,000 businesses reopened. Police couldn't do anything. Hmm. Um, so they tried to do the same here in the UK and it just handful of businesses, literally. And the police came in and, and it, every, everything has to be done en masse. Right. It's, it's strength in numbers, which is why right. what you're doing and, and others in terms of just trying to get stuff out and inform people is so important. Because that's that's where the power lies in numbers. It's just waking enough people up, making sure enough people are kind of like, okay, yeah, no, I'm done now. Yeah. Enough. And, and we need to do it together. We need to yep. do it. Otherwise, it's not going to happen. And I think they've done an incredible job at dividing. So oh, 100%. Don't... But I do yeah. think, you know, what's what will bring people together, and I've said this for a while, right. um, is the kids. 
Yeah. You know, you look at the Dalai Lama this week. What the fuck? What happened with Dalai Lama? The Dalai Lama sat there, right? Uh, he's got his kid on his lap, cameras everywhere, and he kisses the kid, and then he tells the kid to suck his tongue. Get the fuck out of here. Right? On telly. So you think, if you're doing that in front of the cameras, what the fuck are you doing behind them? So that's woken a lot of people up. And then I did not the... know about that. Oh, wait, I've, been, I've been in a cocoon. You can this find week. it on Twitter, but I, I try believe to you. It's, it's fucking disgusting. Yeah. They made, he's come out with some apologies. Oh, I, I, I tend to joke around. It's not <laughs> a joke. That's not a joke, mate. Um, and so you look at drag queen story hours. You look at, at um, you know, kids being taken to these fucking drag shows where having, you know, put little kids putting dollar bills in, in, in thongs and shit, all this kind of crazy attack on the kids, which is blatantly there trying to jab the kids for crying out loud, where actually no matter what you believe about the Rona, the kids don't need jabbing period. Right. Even, even, if you right. even if you believe the yeah. official mainstream narrative, they don't fucking need it. They don't need it. It's bullshit. Check, check so why, so we'll, why we'll go back into the, into the, into, into Rona and man Hancock in a second. Uh, the Dalai Lama apologized. This is the headline from NPR. <laughs> that, that's a big liberal establishment here in the United States. All right. The Dalai Lama apologizes for asking a young boy to suck his tongue. This isn't a conspiracy theory. I mean, holy crap. Holy this crap. Shit, this shit wakes people up. I'll tell you why. Everything that people were divided over, whether they were divided over Trump and fucking Hillary and Biden and uh, Brexit and, and the color of your skin and the, your sexuality or whatever, right? All that shit, all those fault lines that, that are separating us, old, young, rich, poor, whatever. That shit goes out the window because if your name is Christoph and you're a bloody university lecturer from Harvard or your name's Chris and you're a laborer um, on a construction site, if you've got kids, you've got kids. You have literally nothing else in common. Stick those two people together in a bar and they probably have nothing to say to each other. So what would they do? They talk about the kids. Oh, yeah, I've got a son. He's 12. Oh, yeah, my daughter's 12. Oh, wow, wow, wow. They have something in common. That's the kids. And when you come for the kids, fuck off. Right. Do you know what I mean? And so I, I kind of feel as, as horrific as it is that this attack on children is, is actually what's going to unite people. I because so. we'll go back to fighting politically later. That's fine. We can argue about that bullshit afterwards but this needs to stop yeah um and 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 i i hope sincerely that that's that's what happens damn man i that 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 was shocking i don't know why i'm shocked about these things that's the thing I mean, though mate but i was as well it's still it's, it's shocking i mean because when wow. you actually see it and it, it even though you know all this stuff goes on when you actually see it there is it is extraordinary it, it's an incredible brother this is this is something else altogether my gosh let me let me ask you about Matt Hancock before we get up out of here. T t tell us who this piece of, piece of filth is, right. for one, and what's going on with him over in the UK. So Matt Hancock is the former health secretary of the United Kingdom. Um, mm. He is a guy that basically was apparently in charge of, of COVID policy in this country, including taking sick elderly patients out of hospitals where they were receiving treatment for whatever their ailment was and chucking them back in nursing homes where they weren't getting that treatment anymore and then suddenly you know they're dead um putting blanket do not resuscitate orders on these elderly people yeah. um and people over 50 which i don't know about you but that's not elderly uh you know i'm only yeah. nine years off that myself and i don't feel elderly also people with um with um comorbidities and stuff and you know so a hell of a lot of people had these blanket dnrs when these people were then COVID tested um, and sometimes not even tested, just assumed to have, you know, they're stuck on remdesivir right. um, and kidney failure. Good night, Vienna. But um, the main thing that, that people have found that he did was he he bought um, an end of life drug called midazolam, um, which is basically it's a drug that suppresses your uh, respiratory system and it's supposed to be used to stop agitation. Right. So it will calm you down or whatever. But he bought a two dying. years. Yes, but he right. bought a two a two year supply from France, um, which was used in nine months, um, and so this was exposed. We did a Medazlam special on our um, channel where we spoke to uh, family members whose whose um, parents, grandparents, oh, wow. brothers, sisters had been murdered with Medazlam. Somewhere they'd even gone in and broken into hospitals and got the person out. Good. Um, uh, it's just it's it's insane, and it was everywhere. And the more wow. the story broke, the more people came in and got. Well, that happened to my uncle. Well, and it just grew and it grew and it grew and it grew. Right. The mainstream media wouldn't touch it, right? And it was extraordinary to this to a point where I'm old school. For me, a journalist 
give me the exclusive. Give me the exclusive. This is huge. But what they were saying was that they would run the story, but they needed someone else to break it first, right? And we weren't big enough in their eyes as a channel to to have um, to have broken it. So no, it needs to be broken by someone else first. So this thing then became grassroots. You know, people were talking about it. Doctors started to come on and talk about it. Um, and actually, this is you know this is real. We've got evidence of it. People had vials. People were going in to find their relatives' medical records and seeing that, geez, they were murdered with these like they were given like lethal doses. And this was all part of the COVID protocol, right? So anyway, so then when this whole thing is happening, Matt Hancock runs the London Marathon. It's on live TV, and he's running down, and there's crowds screaming, "Madazlan, Madazlan, murderer, murderer!" It's on national TV. It's caught on live TV. So they can't keep that under wraps. So at that point, suddenly he's caught snogging his aide and uh, is removed as health secretary to try and basically get him out of the way. Then a journalist just recently called Isabel Oakenshot releases the lockdown files, which was about 10,000 messages from WhatsApp groups that he was in. <laughs> but those lockdown messages were given to her by him, right? Yeah. So... I'm instantly suspicious. For me, right. it's a limited hangout. So what it did is it showed that, yes, they deployed the variant. He says stuff there. He's, he's saying we need to frighten the pants off the public. When do I deploy the new variant and things uh -huh. like that? But it's nothing we didn't know already. Right. And it's not enough to have him, you know, given criminal charges. He will just maybe further down the line, lose his job, and then 20 years, write another book and make a few write quid a about it. Ton of money. Yeah. Right. yeah. So, so anyway, so the other day, this Isabel Oakenshot, she actually this might have been yesterday. I've actually got it on my screenshot. So this is what she tweeted yesterday, right? To all the crazies, right? These crazies are people that have lost family members, by the way. To all the crazies still wanging on about Madazalam, however loudly you shout, however abusive you get, I'm never going to believe that the government set out to euthanize the elderly. For what it's worth, there's nothing about Madazalam in the lockdown files. You just sound mad, right? So she's mm. been handed all these files by Matt Hancock. There's right. nothing about Madazalam in there. So she uses that as evidence that the fact that it never happened, right? Okay. Yeah. So this is a tweet of hers from a week ago. What happened in March 2020 that Matt Hancock did not want me to see? Almost all the WhatsApp messages exchanged he shared with me stop at March the 4th, 2020 and resume on April the 5th, 2020. It's very suspicious. Will any of the missing messages be handed to the COVID inquiry? So how does she square that circle? Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like what was in that messages? What in those messages for that month? I can't imagine. Isabel, honestly, I really can't imagine. Because the thing is, he's he's on film right. being asked about whether he'd bought enough midazolam and enough syringe drivers to give people a good death. That was in March 2020. Wow. Man. And it's on film. You can find it. He's there um, um, at a briefing. And he says, yeah, we've got enough midazolam procured from France and we've got enough syringe drivers to, to ensure people have a good death. A good death um, means euthanasia. And that's what it was. They, 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 you know, they euthanize people. That's crazy, man. Like crazy. In, in, in Canada, um, they were, a story just recently came out that, you know, they're talking about having uh, assisted death, right? Or, or they, ha or they already have it. I'm, I'm not even sure. They right? have it if, for health issues, but they're now, they've now passed a law so that, that you can have it for mental health issues. Right. But okay, good. Thank you for clarifying. But, but even for health issues, while I completely understand, I completely understand if somebody's in stage four cancer, they're miserable and they want to go already. They don't want to deal with it. I get it, right? The thing is, once you hand that power over to the government, you know, or somebody, some governing body, it becomes a very slippery slope because they start offering it as an option. They're like, well, you know, um, yeah, you have this thing. Uh, we can either give you treatment for it. You'll never be cured. You know, you, you'll live this way forever in pain or whatever. We can manage it to a certain degree or you can die, you know, you know, or, or they can offer that option or they just have a death panel. D do we have the resources to continue to, um, uh, to, to try to treat this person at, at, at the detriment of the rest of the society or should is it time for them to go and then people decide on that that's literally what comes what it comes down to yeah. even even if it sounds extreme at this point in time it's really not like it's not a far stretch for them because they're doing it in Canada already <laughs> yeah 
I mean, I, like, saw, I, I saw a whistleblower saying that he, he was he was phoning um, the, the hospital because he suffers from depression. Good Lord. And, and the, the receptionist had had asked him if he'd thought about suicide, assisted suicide. She, he right. said three times. Oh, God. The bloody receptionist. As if you're going to go, oh, I hadn't thought about that. Yeah, no, I'll come in. If you could just off me, let me just say my goodbyes. I'll be there in 20 minutes. Right. It's absolutely extraordinary. And what they've done here as well is they've, they did it right at the start of COVID where they went, oh, well, actually it doesn't, instead of having a panel, so you'd have a panel of three people that would mm. decide on, on, you know, the best course of action. You'd have a panel of three people that decide whether say someone should be sectioned under the mental health act or whatever. Yeah. Um, and you would have a group of around about three people that would decide on a cause of death right so you've got it's like a boxing match you've, you've you know you've got three people yeah, to three kind judges, of right. to, to three judges every single one of those things went down to one so mm. now it's one person's opinion whether you should be sectioned it's one person's opinion whether you should be given life-saving treatment or fuck it see you later and one person's opinion um what someone died of jesus so all you found I, we had a whistleblower on the show um about two weeks ago, who who used to be a director of end of life care within the NHS Trust. What, what show is this, Gareth? Let us know. The Gareth Ike Tonight Show, which is on Iconic. Fantastic. He came Gareth on. He, he, had, he had a he had a mask over his face and a thing because right. he didn't want his identity, you know, which was kind of quite crazy having a conversation <laughs> with someone like that. But <laughs> with Dane, um, but really nice guy. But he but he was saying he, he was saying that's that they were just sticking COVID. They were just smashing COVID on everything. Bang bang yeah, bang yeah. bang bang, um, because it was just one guy just signing off, going bosh 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 bosh. Um, and and the, the fact that you know people were coming into these into these wards, some of them testing negative, um, and just like oh well, you know they'll give them another test, we'll give them another test. You know my mate John O'Looney is a funeral director. He had breathing difficulties. They put him, took him to hospital. They made him do six COVID tests, one after the other. And what they were looking for was the positive, because as soon as they got the positive, bosh, he's on Remdesivir. Good night, right. Vienna. Um, but every single one was coming back negative, and then they still stuck him in the COVID ward, and they still wanted to put him on remdesivir, which he said no because he knows what it is. And they sent two, three people. He was there for twenty four hours, and in the end, a um, a retired police officer called Mark Sexton and a GP managed to get him out because the hospital wouldn't let him leave. Right. And he 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 played me the video. Uh, sorry, the 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 audio of his wife phoning the the um, the consultant saying, you know we're coming in now i've got a gp who's going to sign the the order of care over to him we're, we're coming in, we're going to get him out and this guy um, this consultant is saying if he takes one step out of this ward he will die instantly he will die instantly he will drop dead instantly you need to not do this blah blah and um and john's with me he's saying i was literally stood there he's like i walked out yeah i walked out of the hospital i went home i had a cup of tea put my feet up absolutely fine i was talking yeah. to him a few weeks ago and it's like they're trying to kill him that 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 sort of mentality that that you would be able to lie to someone's wife like that oh he'll, he'll drop dead if you take him out when there's nothing wrong with him yeah. um it's just extraordinary you know and this was happening everywhere and, and people don't want to believe it because it feels like it's too far-fetched or, or it's too hard to to deal with and i just you know 9 11 man do you know what i mean like people right. capable of some hell hella fucked up shit right and you know you look at 9 11 murdering three thousand people oh they'd never do that nope no, you'd never do that. Right. That's the difference. <laughs> right. Yeah, they did. They absolutely did. And um that, that that's the world we're we're living in, unfortunately. But um I like to think that we are placed here for a reason at this 100%. time. 100%. And, and uh, that's why we're here and we're going to carry out the mission. It doesn't matter if you win or lose to do the right thing. You have to continue to do the right thing whether it brings you fortune or it brings you death. You do the right thing regardless. 100%. If you're going to go down, Billy, if you're going to go down, go down swinging. Exactly. 100%. Fuck these guys. All right. Gareth Ike, ladies and gentlemen, the dude. Cheers, once brother. Once again on the Infinite Fringe. Maybe maybe, maybe I'll ask him to come back on before the end of the year. I'd love to, to, mate. To yeah. wrap everything. It's it's always fun talking to you, man. I I, I always uh, enjoy connecting with you. And, and thank you for being so kind to me uh, since we've known each other. Uh, you're banned from the United States, brother. You 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 know so. Uh, yeah, at some can't point, come. Yeah, no no range of playoff games for me, man. <laughs> and we we were supposed to go to a game at some point. Uh, I'll make it out to the UK. And, oh, mate, uh, I'd love that. And the quality of hockey is not quite as good, but we'll go to a game anyway. Yeah, we'll go do something over there. It'll be dope, man. At some point, I'll make it out there and 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 uh, and we'll have some fun, Mister Gareth. Ike, tell the people where they can find you, sir. Magic uh, for now. Um, uh, Twitter. 
just Gareth Ike um, and Iconic. Um, we'll do a few shows and on there, some comedy shows as well. And I've just launched an, a new walking series, which is just fun, mate, because there's not Tell enough about fun it, about Right. So I'm, I'm basically just walking in the countryside, um, finding sort of disused coal mines and railway stations and weird, crazy Victorian infrastructure, which is interesting to me. Right. It might be interesting to people your side of the pond because, you know, you've, you've got not quite as a long. Well, actually, I was going to say not as long a history, but you kind of have on the East Coast, don't you, to be fair. But um, <laughs> but yeah, that's on YouTube, just uh, yeah. YouTube.com forward slash at Ike Walks. Um, it's just, it's just, mate, it's, it's what's keeping me sane, if I'm honest. Absolutely. You know, like the more madness it is, I'm like, get me the hell out of here into right, the countryside. Right. Completely great. understood. Sometimes you have to disconnect, right? You have to unplug. Uh, my name is Billy Ray Valentine. What is going on? Billy the Kid, this is The Infinite Fringe. You know where to find it, Apple Podcast. Uh, you can find it there or on theinfinitefringe.podbean.com. And, of course, America Unplugged every Saturday, 12 p.m. Eastern. On Rockfin, uh, AmericaUnplugged.com and AmericaUnpluggedRadio.com. And you can find it anywhere you can find the finest of podcasts, ladies and gents. That's with Tony Arterburn and Don Jeffries. We're getting up out of here. Hey, Gary, thank you so much. We appreciate it. Take it easy, brother. All right, don't burn the place down while I'm gone, all right? Take it easy now. Take care, mate. Bye, mate.